Real rerun starting. Sorry. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, welcome to the next episode of Real Rewind. I'm your host, Callum. Joined usual by George. I was awake for this episode. And not by Alex. <laughs> Alex wasn't. Okay, so unfortunately for this episode, Alex will not be making it this week, but he'll be hoping next one. Yeah, so um, I guess we just Thank start. You. Yeah. He'll be missed. Will he? No. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so I guess, guess obviously I'm going to start obviously with you this week, George, because you're anyone here. Um, uh, what have you been watching this past week? What sort of things have you been up to? Uh, what have I been watching? I kind of inspired by us watching Vertigo last week mm. for this show. You can check out our review as well. Um, I re-watched The Third Man. The Third Man? What's that? Uh, third Man. It's a Carol Reed 19... It's 1940s, I want to say 1949, but I'm not confident on that. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like a noir mystery thriller thing. Um, and it's very, very good. It stars um, Joseph Cotton and Orson awesome Welles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's great. And it was the reason that I say it's, it's kind of inspired by um, watching Vertigo is because it was the third man was voted the best British film of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, by the the BFI sort of voted it's the greatest British film of all time. Oh, I didn't, hmm, I didn't know that. I might have to check that one out. Uh, is, is it on Prime or Netflix or anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, oh, oh uh, do you watch it on DVD or? Oh. Yeah, I, I had it on Blu-ray. Um, what else did I watch? But yeah, I would recommend the third one. I watched the Old Dark House. Oh yeah. So nineteen thirty-two. Uh, like kind of horror comedy, I guess, by James Whale. Um, which is, I'd seen like a bit of it uh, in a discussion, but I hadn't watched the whole thing. So I got around to watch that, and it's very good. Um, it's not quite as good as other James Whale stuff from that period, um, namely like Frankenstein or mm. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's uh, or the Invisible Man, but it's uh, it's great. I also watched uh, The Day the Earth Caught Fire, which is like a 50s sci-fi, yeah. British uh, sci-fi. Uh, I think I saw it pop up on your, on your uh, letterbox. Yeah, I was Ooh. curious about that one. Yeah, it's like a 50s sort of sci-fi mm. um, disaster film, I guess. It's directed by Val Guest, who's done a lot of stuff that I uh, I quite like. He does a lot of like Hammer stuff. Mm. Um, and it's just like kind of interesting. I didn't love it. But it's interesting. I would say, if you see it about, I, I watch it on Prime via yeah. a channel that I have. Oh yeah, oh well, like uh, Stars Play or yeah, the BFI one. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Um. So, but if you see it about, I would recommend it. And then I also watch the Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Oh, what's that one? Uh, it's like a surrealist comedy, I guess, by Louis Brunel. Um from the 70s, early 70s, late 60s. Um, and it's just kind of like a weird, almost Python-esque kind of comedy about some like upper class or like upper middle class, I guess, friends trying to get together for a dinner and having like constant interruptions and yeah, yeah. Like, it's really bizarre and there's like different, there's like a revenge subplot there's like a drug dealing subplot and a terrorist subplot. Oh damn! <laughs> then there's a then there's a section which is a dream within a dream within a dream, 
Oh, Inception. Sequence. Like, and it's just kind of like Python-esque. It's not like laugh out loud funny, but I definitely enjoyed it. And it is very like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like this weird surreal comedy, I guess. But again, I would maybe recommend if you can, if you can find it. Fine. I hmm. don't know what it's available on. Free. The same yeah. thing as when we like a bunch of a bunch of old films. Um, it's hard to find like particular ones. Um, I know that uh, Sky has quite a few. Um, like like they've got quite quite a good classic section. Like you know now TV. Yeah, I do also think Prime. Like it was a thing of for a while. I had Prime just because I was a student. Hmm. Um, and Netflix, and most of the stuff I watched is on Netflix. But now recently, I've definitely like swapped to Prime being my main player because I think it just has a better selection of like older and different movies like there's like hammer films that are on there and 50s sci-fi and stuff like that which yeah, just yeah. isn't on netflix netflix has some like weirder obscure stuff but it tends to be more mainstream modern productions i guess yeah uh, like i don't know how many films they have from like the 70s onward type thing they're mainly like 80s or 90s or modern movies i think uh uh i think one thing that i do know so about amazon prime is that often they'll have the probably quite, quite new releases eventually like you know coming like you know 10 months to a year later after coming out in cinema mm. or even actually shorter now i've, I've spotted something often i find each year that the oscar nominated films go on there quite quick so um like yeah like this year you could watch you could you could watch um i've i've even forgotten what year it is george because always going on around us but um, <laughs> what was oh sorry look, I, I wasn't power yeah I, I, I don't think power was on there i think Actually, now I say now I say I'm probably thinking more last year, but like the, the films were on there quite quick. I think, I think it was Moonlight. Mo- Mo- yeah, uh, Moonlight was definitely on there when it came out. I'm pretty sure something like uh, Lion came on there. Jackie came on. I'm thinking over the years now. It was Jackie. It was um, uh, mm. Ex Machina, uh, Manchester by the Sea. They all came on there pretty quick after the Oscar buzz. So that's quite good to watch them. But I do find that now TV and Sky, no matter what, after ten months to a year, we'll always get the latest films. You know, usually every day's a new film on. I do think they have a better like, um. Prime. I'm, I'm Prime, I've definitely noticed. A, they have like lower budget or lower quality films or whatever. Yeah, also, like I do find that they have like a way wider range. Again, like Netflix, I think they probably do have films from like the 50s and 60s, but generally on Netflix, I've seen films from like the 70s, 80s, or 90s, or like modern. Yeah, yeah. I don't see, I haven't seen like too many older films. And if they are on there, I think they're like the classics um, as opposed to like other more obscure stuff that's on there like again like there's a bunch of hammer films i really love hammer yeah i could tell <laughs> as, as a production like house and their films and um, um so a nice thing as well about prime i know is recently because yeah, it's something that my parents actually mind about a lot because um i um I, it's my amazon account they use mm. and often my mum will uh, think, think of a film go and search for it and obviously then she goes oh it's there and then obviously then she didn't click on it obviously you have to pay for it separately because it doesn't on prime there's now yeah. a, a button which you can click to do only on prime which is very nice because that was really annoying her for ages that she that, would try and find a film spot it and then click on it and go oh it's rent or buy that is the biggest problem i have with amazon but then also at the same time there's been stuff where i've been like oh, i really want to watch this found it and been like ah it's not on prime well it's like 2.99 to buy yeah, yeah. like yeah I get that. The fact that Netflix doesn't have any of that is good because it means that you pay for Netflix. You and get you get everything, everything on there, yeah. But at the same time, there has been stuff where I've definitely been like, eh, this is fairly cheap, I'll pick it up. Or there's been films where it's like, you know, um, Buffalo, for example, which is a Zoe Deutsch film. Like, I saw the trailer. Yeah, that, that's on that's oh. TV now. I've actually um, uh, downloaded that to watch later. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really quite good. But it was a film that like I knew was coming out or whatever, and it was like, oh, it's only available in like certain places. 
and it wasn't available on Amazon for a while, but when it did, it was like, ah, oh, you know, it's seven ninety nine for like a new film type thing that isn't really available anywhere else. So yeah, I'll pick it up. Yeah, and there's also another point to realise us obviously at the moment we all know that Netflix have like a behemoth of um original content. But Prime has also got some pretty good films on it as well. Like um, there was uh, uh, People Boy Watch, I know it's got put on there. There was um, Aeronauts was pretty good as well. That was Amazon Studio production. Yeah, I mean, it's also got like a few TV shows as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, got a few yeah, in there. Yeah, The Boys and... Oh, yeah, and um, uh, Man in High Castle. Oh, was... right, and Man in High Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty Top good Top Gear or whatever it is. Oh, um, uh, Grand Tour. That's it, yeah. Yeah. The Hunters, which they're desperate for me to watch. Good Omens, which I have seen more adverts for Good Omens. I, I have watched that you now. Know it, it Amazon, is... I'm never going to watch it, just despite you. It's worth watching, honestly. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, but Amazon give me, I would say I see an advert for Good Omens at least once a week, often more than that. And you know what, Amazon? You're never going to get me. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Hunters, I did, watch, I did watch the first episode, and it's like, man, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's Al Pacino. Yeah, I, I get it. It's his first ever TV show, but, you know, come on, just... Yeah, like it looks alright. It it's just a thing of like I don't have. I I've definitely been a lot more like I'd rather sit down and just watch like a two hour movie than yeah, like a ten twelve episodes hour lot like twelve hours of content. I'm like "Ah, just Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Just always end up getting bored and giving up at like the tenth episode in those things. Like Daredevil season one, the Daredevil. I watched that episode ten. I was like, this is really great. I love that. Ten. I did the exact same thing with Jessica Jones. Where I was like, this is really good. I'm really into this. And then, like, got to episode 10 where they're really starting to run out of content. And I was just like, <sighs> I mean, I'll watch the other two episodes later and then never went back and watched it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I did, with Daredevil, I did eventually go back and rewatch it when, like, season two came out. But I was like, ah, just, I can't be asked. Yeah. Oh, I'm also thinking, actually, I did watch this week, because um, uh, I think I talked about, talked about before, because, um, uh, I actually ended up did, did I, I did a, I did a, a double bill of uh, The Shining and Doctor Sleep to see oh, like, yeah, how yeah. they flowed through, and you know, it does work pretty well. I mean, I love watching The Shining because I haven't watched that in a while. Sounds great. Yeah, I love I love that film so much. And um, but what was weird though, Doctor Sleep, I thought I love that film. I think it's really really good. Yeah, and I actually recommend you checking it out as well. But the problem is, is that one thing about, one thing about The Shining that I liked was sort of the mystery. You didn't really know exactly what was going on and what was happening. Mm. Doctor Sleep literally answered those questions. It's a bit like, well, some of the mysteries have been gone now. That well, that is the thing of like, I haven't seen Doctor Sleep, so I don't know. But definitely, it's a thing of like, um, Shining is a fantastic movie, mm. um, and it's always that thing of um, when something, when there is a fantastic movie, and people are like, cool, we'll do spin-offs or whatever from it. I'm always like dubious going in, like Bates Motel. I love that. Well, it's a thing of like, I can't remember why. But I think it was after I watched Ocean Day or whatever I was looking stuff up, and I realised that Rihanna plays Marion Crane in Bates Motel, right? Uh, yes, she does, yeah. But but, I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I looked and was like, you know what, I might try Bates Motel. It's actually it's really good. It's that good. long. Like, again, the issue is I have is I'm like, ah, like when it gets to like 20 episodes a season or whatever, I can't oh, be bothered. Oh, no, it's actually it's like, um, only 50 episodes sure. total. It's, it's, it's terms of the season, five seasons. That's what I mean. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll yeah, check yeah. it out. And I still might. But it always is that thing of like, when it's like, Psycho is amazing and like a fantastic movie that kind of almost defines an era to a degree and kind of defines a director again to a degree when they're like we're gonna do a spin-off from that i'm always i always go into it like mm. that's what i had with dr sleep where i was just like the shining's great uh dubious to see more of it i'm kind of fine with what i've seen 
Um, I will say I saw um, some with that film. Like, I I think I'd probably give it. I'd probably uh, give it like a, a um, like probably three and a half to four star. I thought it was really good. It wasn't as good as Shining, but it did really well. I thought Hugh McGregor and all the acting with it was was really good. And also, I don't spoil things. I do. I do. I still know you want to watch it. But the thing that wouldn't about me was that you d- you find out like you know what the hotel technically is and why it's like that. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And you also find really... out like what the shining technique is as well. And it's a bit like, do I need to know that? And what 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 why it's a thing? That's what I mean. Yeah. Of like, you know, the shining comes out and it's great, and there's like elements of it, and there's like the mystery and all that sort of stuff. But then when they're like, and then we're going to go back and explain it, but I'm like, I don't need to know. Like the open ending of the shining is great, and I know Doctor Sleep is a book and is based off of. Is a sequel to the Shining book, yeah. and the Shining movie is different. But at the same time, it's like I don't need to. I don't need to then when I go back and rewatch the Shining, be like, oh well, in Doctor Sleep they explained why this is a thing or whatever, and it's like, oh, the guy behind the bar that's like, oh, is he going mad or is he like, is it the hotel haunting him or is it just his own madness? I don't want to then watch it and be like, oh well, in Doctor Sleep they explained that actually it's protoplasm in the basement and what it is doing is it's influence. Well, it's not it's that. Like, <laughs> it's not no, that. I know, but you know yeah. what I mean. It's like. I'm just like I'm fine leaving that sit, but I might see Doctor Sleep because it, it doesn't look too bad. The thing is though, um, yeah, like I, I, I do ignoring that obviously the concept that if I think it might you know ruin parts of it. No, it won't ruin it. Just makes it like let's say it's like the idea of like how you know Alien was great. You did see Alien much, and then obviously then Aliens Two was was an amazing film. Obviously. I love it, but it's completely opposite of what that film was about. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like Prometheus. If I don't want to sit down and watch Alien and think, ah, well, what that was is it yeah. was David, this android, who was experimenting with black goo from these gods, peoples. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fine just being like, ah, oh, it's mystery, this weird yeah. alien mystery thing. I don't need to know. Yeah, no, I, know, I know what you mean. But um, uh, also, uh, my problem with this film as well, and um, again, this isn't really a, a spoiler film, like, this is one of this. Um, is that you get back, you get um, flashback sequences to um, scenes from The Shining, and obviously the scenes as well where because um, at start of the film you actually start with um, uh, I forgot I forgot the kid's name because Danny like, Danny yeah you start with Danny obviously literally straight after straight after the film so probably like a year later obviously he's still a kid they cast a new person obviously the mum's got a new actor again that does look pretty good and look quite a lot like him but they get them to reenact scenes from The Shining, even though they have the rights to that film. Why don't mm. you just use those scenes? Because they even got an actor to play Jack Nicholson. Again, pretty good lookalike, but it just wasn't the same. They even got them to reenact some of the scenes from that film, where it's like, you can't beat Jack. <laughs> you can't reenact those scenes just like he can. It, 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 it gave me a bit of a feeling similar to when I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Mark Robbie was watching actual Sharon Tate. Um, on the screen where it's like why didn't you get it to reenact the scene it's weird watching an actor you know doing yeah like do you, do you know what I mean by that yeah well, in one point in time in Hollywood they are watching Sharon Tate you know that's what bugs me I, I find oh, it bizarre I, I thought that, you meant yeah, yeah I find it bizarre that Margot Robbie you, you're watching a completely different to be fair she doesn't even look like Sharon Tate which really bugs me as well you're watching her watching Sharon Tate thinking it's herself it's like well that takes me out of the film because I know it's two different people why didn't you get Margaret Robbie to reshoot some of those scenes. Then, in that case, if you're doing that, if you're doing that type of scene in the in that film, mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, but and again, I, I, it might also be because I I, I watched The Shining literally an hour before I watched this film, so maybe that then can it in my mind. If I watched it separately, you know, maybe it'd be different. Yeah, it definitely is a thing of like, that's it. I, I might check out once it gets like more available. Um, if you can hear me clicking, that's because I'm clicking about because I just realised that both The Shining and the Stephen King Shining are on Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just if you can hear me clicking in the background. 
Um, I've not watched that. Um, there's, there's, it's like a two-part miniseries, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not great. I uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more just a thing of Doctor Sleep. I might, if once it gets like more available, I might check out. But it definitely is a thing of once it, when there's like a great film, and then people are like, cool, we'll do spin-offs or origin stories or something about it. I, I always go into it a bit dubious and. Doctor Sleep, I was like, it looks pretty good, but at the same time, they seem to be leading into the explanations and all the magic and stuff, and I don't want it to take away anything from The Shining, so I'm a bit cautious, but I probably will check it out once it becomes like more available. Yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it to also uh, uh, people, people as well. I definitely recommend that film if you're a fan of The Shining, because it does really well to um, uh, be a sequel to the film and also be a sequel to the book. They, they, they You've said they've been quite respectful of um, both. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good because obviously some people aren't obviously a fan of the film because of the book and vice versa and yeah you know all that stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, also, um, I think it's also Ashley as well because it's based on like it's actually based on this morning what my, um, my dad was watching. He's like, um, um, uh, my dad, uh, my dad's got a new sound system and stuff. And he's uh, watching Pearl Harbor and I went, why are you watching that? You hate this film. And he went, ah no, I like the actual war bit. And he literally fast forward to only watch that. And it got me thinking, like, have you got any films like that as well where you like only like certain aspects of it, but you hate the rest of it? Because I thought it was quite an interesting concept that he's sitting there watching a film that is... Like, he admits is crap, but he likes that one aspect of the film. Then he'll watch it again. Uh, that's a good question. I might have to think about that for a second. There's definitely... Yeah. I, it's not... I love the film, so it's not the case. But definitely, especially like when I was younger, I would fast forward to the Helm's Deep oh yeah 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 like as a kid i would either rewatch lord of the rings and i would skip the end scenes because i was just like i just want helm sleep stop cutting away to marion pippin oh yeah um, I, I, obviously i, I, I love the two towers yeah. and love the whole thing but definitely as a kid i would skip to like helm sleep um films i like like yeah. one aspect. so we said i the exact same thing like you said where like again it's not even films like i said that i don't i, I don't even like i did the exact same thing i was younger where i think remember specifically watching films like Spider-Man or yeah like Lord of the Rings or um, I think even The Matrix when I was a kid I would get bored of like watching any like especially like, I remember particularly Spider-Man I'd be like oh I don't really want, I don't really want to watch him going to school I don't really want to watch him like you know trying to be with Mary Jane I just want to watch the cool action bits like to so fast forward to like the older bits where you'd be fighting and stuff mm. and that's what I used to do and, and um, yeah it's same as well with Matrix I used to fast forward past the beginning bit where he's like in the real world I wanted to go straight to the him like you know being in slow motion and stuff yeah I think it's quite a normal thing when you're younger yeah, I'm just trying to think. I mean, there probably there's probably films where I like like a certain aspect, but don't really care for like the whole project. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I get that. Um. Oh, I think ooh. I I think actually one um film I've got some cool scenes in it again. I, I like it more now. Probably when I was younger, I didn't really fancy it too much, and I didn't really like coming down to coming Diaz in it. Was um Gangs of New York. I thought some of the fight scenes, like especially one like the intro where between Liam Neeson and Dan 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 Day Lewis, was really cool. Mm. And that's what I'd watch at one point. Uh, Kingsman. That's I a good say. one, actually. Yeah. Again, I quite like Kingsman, but I definitely am like that church scene is fantastic, and then the rest of the film I think is pretty good. But there's definitely elements of that of like, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just watch that. There's also, I suppose, like Disney films where I've gone back and like listened to the soundtrack. Or whatever more than I've actually like seen the film. No, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can agree with that. Um, and prefer the 
soundtrack of like certain songs? I tell you, that's a really good question, and I know that there's definitely like answers to it, but it's just throwing I, me I, off. I think it's something that I might bring up again in, in the later ones. I mean, that's what I said to you before. I said like I'm, I'm this morning. I thought it'd be a good question to ask, but it's quite it's one that you might yeah need to think of like look Casino back. Royale. Ah, wait, which that one? one. <laughs> uh the the modern one yeah, yeah. Casino Royale, because i enjoy that film i didn't really like it when it first came out but i've grown to appreciate it a lot more but i would say with that film is i really like the idea of this poker tournament and they have to like sort of go away and then they kind of like try and sabotage each other and have to come back and act like nothing's happened yeah like you know they'll, they'll sort of split off and people will attack Bond to kill him and there'll be this cool fight scene or action sequence or whatever and then he'll have to return to the table composed and acknowledge you tried to kill me but they can't call it out I like mm. that idea of having the good guy and the bad guy constantly circling each other but having to come back to this neutral zone and act like everything is fine so I like all of that element um, but I hate when they're just playing cards because it's so boring and like the the exposition bit of Felix Leiter just like you know someone puts in some money and Felix Leiter leans over the vestments like he's just putting some chips that means he's raising the pot like they have to explain it and it's so clunky and the idea that like Le Chief has the second best hand and then Bond has the best hand and it's yeah. a bit like well there's no tension there because Bond has the best hand it's not a case of like Bond has the second best and there's a tension of maybe Le Chief has the best star is Bond is Bond but but is Bond bluffing or whatever it's not it's just like no Bond has the best hand so he's never going to lose like I feel like there's no tension there but I like the sort of poker setting I just don't like how they play poker also in that movie I really like the end bit but it definitely feels like the story progresses it wraps up nicely they defeat the bad guy and then there's almost like a fourth act on the end where she betrays him and it kind of makes the movie drag a little bit and I like that sequence and I like how they handled sort of Bond being betrayed by someone he loves and then ultimately she dies and it's sort of this tragedy but at the same time it just sort of seems a bit stuck on the end and makes the film feel longer than it is hmm. so I would say that's a movie where again I like the concept of, it, but... yeah I like the concept of you know Bond gets poisoned and has to go out and defibrillate himself and then has to return and pretend that any everything's normal and that sort of back and forth of like they both know what happened and they both know like I survived for you trying to kill me but they can't just say that that I like the sort of the tension and like the them having to stay composed in the space but when they're in the space and playing poker I think A it goes on a bit too long I mean maybe I haven't seen that film for a while from memory it goes on a bit too long and like like there's this kind of clunky expedition as they explain the game and Hmm. Like, yeah. So, so yeah, oh, I would say that's actually really interesting. James Bond actually. I thought, um, currently on on ITV, um, every Saturday they're actually uh, showing a Bond film. You know, nice that I don't know. Oh, no fair. Well, I mean, they used to that when I was younger. They it was always a case of like every Sunday without fail, there was like a Bond film on. Yeah, but I think that's we started. Like, I'm pretty sure last night was um, from Watch With Love. Oh, fair. They're only two in there. Yeah, I've said it before. Annoyingly, though, you, you can't watch them back on, on like an ITV play. You've got to watch them. Got to record them and watch them at the time, which is annoying. I mean, I, I also have all the Bond films. So. I, I've not seen them all, actually. It's one of the series where I've not. I've watched a fair few Sean Connery ones. Watching more, not many actually. I feel and, like I've seen all of them. 
It's definitely a case of I've been like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go through and rewatch all the Bonds. And I watch all the Sean Connerys, and I watch some of the Roger Moores, and then they get real crap, and I give up. Yeah. And then two years later, I'm like, I'm going to rewatch all the Bonds, and I watch all the Sean Connerys. Yeah. I've definitely (laughs) seen them all, but there's definitely 100% there's Roger Moore ones where I've seen like once in my life or something. But most of them I've seen and seen a couple of times. Yeah, I've definitely seen all the Sean Connery ones, and I've, I've, I've even seen the uh, non-Eon one, which was um, like in the eight, eighty-seven or something like that. Yeah, um, with uh, Rowan Atkinson. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've definitely seen that one. And um, I'm also curious. I've not actually seen the um, the comedy Casino Royale film from like the sixties. I'm curious what that's like. It's not particularly great. I didn't think it would be, but yeah, it's just just curiosity mainly. That's maybe a film as well that I'm like, I like this idea of. Um, James Bond is sort of older, playing it as a comedy and being like, oh, James Bond is this older person, so they like hire a bunch of other people to play James Bond, yeah. and like they all go in and fail and succeed or whatever. I just think I don't the the like production of it was so stunted. That's why there's like eight different directors on that because the production was like so distunted and jarring, and like sequences don't quite match over and. Like I, I think it's a film where ah, oh, if you that cast is pretty solid, like Orson Welles, David Niven, Peter Sellers, yeah. Woody Allen, um, where it's like, and the parts that parts of it are really good, but other parts of it are like this doesn't quite mesh well. And there's this whole bit at the beginning with him at a nunnery, and it, it feels like it goes on for ages, and it's not particularly funny. Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of a case of like, oh, it would be a, that would be a really cool idea for a comedy, especially in that like period of. All of these comedians come through and playing different versions of James Bond or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it doesn't quite work out particularly well. Um, I think it's not bad in any sense of the word. It's just not. It's not something you'd rush out and go and see. Yeah, yeah. Van Helsing as well. Just sort of Van Helsing. Oh, what for? Like, wait, uh, uh, which Van Helsing? Talking the Hugh Jackman one. Do you like that? Well, in the sense of like, because I quite enjoy. Um, the sort of Universal Monsters slash the Hammer Monsters. Yeah, I, also... I actually didn't mind um, that Dracula and Told as well. Yeah, like, I, I quite like those characters mm. um, generally, which I might, what I'm thinking of doing this week as a little sidebar, is I might go through and watch the Universal, like watch Dracula, Frankenstein and the Mummy from Universal then watch Dracula, Frankenstein and the Mummy from Hammer oh. and finally see like, which one do I really prefer? Um, as a sidebar, I'm going to do that this week. So. I feel I feel I feel I've the universal ones, but you, you, you could prove me wrong. Fair. Uh, yeah, but so Van Helsing is the thing of like, oh, the idea of like werewolf and Dracula and Frankenstein, um, and Dr. Jack and Mr. Hyde is kind of running in there, of like being brought together in this kind of action esque movie, I guess, with like gothic, but it's just so like bland and like that that concept is kind of cool, you know. Um, but it's sort of just kind of bland and boring and like it doesn't lean into comic elements and that sort of thing where it's like oh certain elements of it I do think like the production like Drekker's Castle and the look of Drekker and Frankenstein and all that sort of stuff is is pretty great I just think that it's kind of like a bit toothless where it's like oh I love the old mummy the like 90s mummy series I actually love those like they're fantastic. I, I genuinely think they're really good. I, I, I like all three. I, mean, I know the film is not amazing, but I still enjoyed them. It's just a Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It's the thing. Like, I think that is a 
you know, while people are, ah, oh, it's not like critically or whatever, it might not be great. But as a fun adventure Just movie, fun. I think they are yeah. fantastic. But think of like, oh, doing that with, you know, Hugh Jackman, who I generally kind of quite like, he's not fantastic, but I think he's quite good. And having like, you know, Dracula and Frankenstein and Jacqueline Hyde and werewolves all into one would be a really cool idea and a cool concept. And there's cool moments within that film. But generally, it's just kind of a bit of a wet fart where. Yeah. 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 So that's another film that I would be like, hmm. That's fair. Another thing is what, like, the only thing with, with them, the dark, like, I would have still loved to have seen a successful dark universe because I. Again, I, again, I like things like you said before. I, lo- I love those characters. I think doing some crossover films would be pretty cool. I liked what they. I mean, that that photo. Should, did, do you remember that infamous photo of like Joy Depp and um, Russell Crowe yeah. and like Tom Cruise up? Yeah. I mean, Doku might still be going. Really? Well, as in um, the director who did the Invisible Man recently, because obviously it was a case of I've the Mummy came out and flopped, and then the Invisible Man came out and was really good and did really well. And had like a budget of seven million and made like seven hundred million or something like it. I would love to see some low budget universal films now. Runaway success, but they've then announced that um, Ryan Gosling and the director of The Invisible Man are making a werewolf movie. Oh, that could be interesting actually. Um, So I don't necessarily think they'll connect them. It's produced by Blumhouse as well, um, which I think is a good sign. See, I, 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 I I mainly want to see my favorite. My favorite is Frankenstein, and. The most stuff we had with that recently has been like not very good. I mean, uh, that that Victor Frank song with um, Danny Radcliffe and James McAvoy was just, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I thought James McAvoy was quite. Fun. You can tell he's having fun in the role, but yeah. Um, and then uh, what else was there? There was um, the Frankenstein film from uh, the nineties with uh, De Niro, right? Yeah, that was kind of coming off the back of Bram Stoker's. Yeah, which I thought was um, it was. I don't know. What did you think of it? I have mixed thoughts on it. I mean, it's one of those things where it was in the period where horror was suddenly prestige. After Silence of the Lamb won, swept the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. It was suddenly a case of, oh, horror isn't this dumb niche it's, it category. Can really do it well, can yeah. be. And also, period pieces were big at the time. It's totally a case of, okay, well, we'll take these like literary period piece adaptions and horror and we can produce them. And then they did obviously Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is great. I think Francis Ford Coppola does a fantastic job in that. And there's definitely moments that suck, Keanu Reeves. Um, but moments, yeah. but it, it's fantastically produced. And then they kind of did off the back of that. Um, they, and I like, I get, you know, period piece, literary adaption, wouldn't do this grand thing. Um, they had it, but they had it to Kenneth Branagh, who I think kind I, of. I'm. Well, I'm very mixed on that man as a director and as an actor. He, he totally. Well, the thing is, he totally came in and like, kind of, revolutionised Shakespeare on the big screen. I suppose, like, he sort of made his name by, um, producing big Shakespearean adaptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he did like Henry V and uh, much to about nothing. That I can see why they'd be like, oh, he's he's this classical in quotation marks director who's done like a lot of um shakespeare productions and shakespearean and that's what we're going for but at the same time he's i don't think he's good at directing stuff outside of that and he constantly he does a thing where he constantly has the camera spinning and it, it i don't think he's a great director outside of like maybe shakespearean stuff i don't think it's style yeah, because um, uh, wasn't he also in a film recently called uh, is it all is true where he played shakespeare as well maybe i know he recently did artemis fowl 
Is that it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he obviously did Murder on the Orient Express, which I... I thought was okay, you know, I mean... Yeah, I definitely think it's an alright film, but... Um... Impressive moustache. I hate this moustache. I know, he's awful. It literally looks Moustache like... is the worst part of it. it but like I'm very certain that... I have a... Fairly certain that, like, Frankenstein began with Coppola being like, ah, oh, I've done Dracula, I'm also going to do... Um... Frankenstein, which would make sense. Frankenstein. Which, have, looking back now, I would have loved to have seen him make like, a, you know, a, a, a Wolfman, you know, and not, um, and Dracula, uh, not, not, not like Frankenstein, who else there? I mean, Invisible Man, yeah, just doing all the monsters. I would love, love. The, the Invisible Man is my favorite of those like Universal monsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like you know, they did the Mummy and it flopped horribly and it was absolutely atrocious. But then they did Invisible Invisible Man, which is really good and produced really cheap and like, um, Blumhouse produced it and it's pretty fantastic um to a degree and then they've announced that ryan does to do a wolfman film with the same director and i don't think that they'll connect them invisible man is very like sci-fi yeah, i think to, they need like, to like yeah like you said do um uh, standalone films for this now don't don't connect them yeah yeah but um yeah i don't know i i, I would be up for i mean monster squad is fantastic yeah i know you love a film that's Monster Squad is an absolutely fantastic movie. Um, that you know, get people together for that, and yeah, I, I honestly think that it would be something that would be great on Netflix. Oh, what for? Like, I feel like if you did set it, stop trying to set things in like the modern day, like they did with the Mummy or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Set it in Victorian England, and have like, and do start off with like. Frankenstein or something. Oh, well, do, do like, like a Universal Monster series, actually. Yeah, do like a Frankenstein series, which isn't super long. I don't like super long things. Oh, what, like, make, oh what make like six episodes sort of deal? Six episodes, eight episodes, or whatever, and do it kind of like haunting, like like do it as a horror, but have like certain actiony. Actually, I just thought you, do, 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 do you probably do you probably do it similar to how um, American Horror Story, American Crime Story works, where it's it's mini anthology series per season that are separated from one another. You could, or you could totally do a Frankenstein series, an Invisible Man series, and a Jack and Hyde series, and then have those characters come together to face face something. off or something. I don't. Well, I think the way to do it is either do it as like legit, prestigious, like period piece horror movies, or the way to do it is embrace this campiness and almost work towards a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen situation of do it as like kind of not dumb but like stylized action films in the vein of like Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes or something but obviously with horror and darker elements but do it like that and then bring them all together and be like oh now the mummy is coming back and we need to get you know the team together or whatever and do almost like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen thing and just embrace it like look we're not doing a super serious dark brooding contemplation on the origins of man instead we're going to do like kind of a horror inspired action movie and just embrace that I don't know like I think that would be I think it would work um, my only worry though was that would it become something similar to um, like the uh, Netflix Defenders series you know we got all set for one and you get this crossover which overall will lackluster and well I guess you have that with with anything I'm more just like you know Lego Story Gentleman again is another film that 
I enjoy the sum of its parts and there's some good stuff in that, but ultimately it comes together and it's kind of crap. And it's also an idea that I love the concept of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the comics. Fantastic. The Which is, it's just his characters, even though like, they're, they're, they're so, like, such old characters now, they're still interesting. Like uh, 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 Jack and Mr. Hyde, I, I love that concept of the character. Yeah, and I was just been, disappointed that yeah. it's um, been like given to people like what a crow. Where she's like, why are you doing it like this? Like, why are you trying to ruin this character? But again, it's the thing of if you did like a sort of stylized, act, like the one that I keep thinking of, like in comparison to is the modern Sherlock Holmes ones, where it's like, oh, they're Victorian and they are kind of like stylized, but at the same time they are action movies, although not like huge blockbuster explosion action movies, but they are action movies still to a degree. But like, I feel if you applied that to other films like Frankenstein or especially like Invisible Man or Jekyll and Hyde or whatever, I kind of think they would be enjoyable. And that is totally a thing of like, I could see them bringing them all together to, you know, have Van Helsing leading this team of the Invisible Man and Jekyll and Hyde and Baron Frankenstein or something as they face off against Dracula, like, would be kind of... If you embrace... If you do it well and are like, we're going to do it legit and, you know, we're going to... Embrace we're gonna do it legit really is, yeah. And make it stylized and put a lot of effort into it and make sure... And work to make it good, but also embrace the sort of campy elements of it. I kind of think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'd work really well. I'd, I'd love to see that. And, um, yeah, if any of you listen there, please... Terms in that account. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we're coming towards towards the end now. I had a quick question, mm. which isn't really a topic, but um, so I was I was listening to a podcast or whatever, and they talked about Toy Story. Yeah, and the idea that the that unfortunately kind of is a period of films in the nineties which are going to very quickly become unwatchable because they were at like the dawn of loads of special effects, and it's a thing of like. Toy Story, I think, is the third first fully three D animated film or something. Yeah, and it came out in ninety three. I think so, and yeah. it's like hugely, you know, groundbreaking and made huge steps and all that sort of stuff. And you can't have, and you know, the the reason that it looks dated, I suppose, is because it had to be because it was the first and all that sort of thing. Um, see, I, I see. So that I think it looks dated in different ways. I think that the toys themselves don't look too dated. I think it's the humans around them. I don't know, like, I do think if you look at that film again, there are moments where it's like, you can tell, like, there is a huge step up in quality, but it's a thing of, like, I do think, you know, there's a period of films where they pioneered all this early stuff that might become unwatchable to a degree as we progress, but would you be interested if um, Pixar were like, oh, we're going to re, we're going to redo Toy Story, Oh, we're going to reanimate it so that it looks good. <laughs> Because oh, Toy Story oh, doesn't look good a lot of times. That's an interesting concept. That's essentially what video games started doing, haven't they? Because obviously, we've got the point where games are getting unplayable, yeah. like Resident Evil 2, for example. And obviously, um, there's the thing of like, because with Star Wars, the big issue is is he changed all this stuff and um, did all the special features and then didn't make the originals available. And the original Toy Story would still be available. But if Pixar were like, we're going to reboot, or not reboot, we're going to re. Literally, just remake it, keep probably. Keep some voice yeah, acting, but probably add some new bits in there and there. We're going to just reanimate Toy Story so that it matches the quality of like Toy Story three and four. 
would you be interested in seeing that or are you like no it's Toy Story exists and it's fine as it is I'd be interested I don't think it's it's necessary I get the point though because like, I, I love people saying it now actually like why I know we're at the games but it's a good film as well um, we're getting to a point now where um, we're sort of hitting a limit into what we can do like especially with um, video games and the special effects so like, we're in a point where we're quite close now maybe a bit three more years to, le- to like absolute realism where it looks you can't tear it apart practically Ooh. and especially with games like where that's, that's one point now it's, it's not like back when we had like you know fixed camera angles and um uh like very limited functionality where we've got a point now where this is it it's what, what we have now it's not gonna get much better than this we might as well bring everything back now to this age as well that's why they're doing remakes now and not before, not earlier so i get with film as well because with visual effects like especially with toy story 4 that looks amazing looks amazing and it probably will look amazing still in 20 years time because I, I highly i mean i could be proven wrong here i highly doubt we're going to get much much better than this we're going to get to the point where we're going to get to like 8k and 12k re- resolution and get even more sharp graphics but no yeah i would definitely be interested in seeing a Toy Story one remake my only problem with that is it won't be the same people working on it and will they try and do a bit of meddling maybe add some additional scenes and change things or would they just do a, or would you want to see a straight up this is it's shot for shot reanimated same and use the same voice recordings to go on top of it mm. well i was thinking like shot for shot although it's a thing of like you know oh at the time we show this whole scene flat because we didn't have the technology to move the camera angles and we want to do that that like i don't know i think personally i think it would be really cool and i would be totally up for that because again i do think going back and re-watching like toy story one and two and three and four like Toy Story 1 has kind of dated badly, and the story-wise and character-wise and all that sort of stuff is still fantastic. It's still an amazing film, but definitely looking at it, you are like, oh my god, like, the quality mm. and, like, especially the humans. Humans are the worst. The humans like, are the worst. Toys well, it's, the thing of, bad. it's the thing of everyone looks a bit, like, plasticky and a bit fake, which for the toys, as they are made of plastic and fake, you kind of like, oh, okay, I can see why. But at the same time, like, there are some, like, kind of janky moments, which are purely just because it was you know pioneering and things have evolved since then but i would totally be down for what seeing yeah. a uh, um like I think, remake yeah i would be as well i think you said like especially with the humans that's why i think like um animations such as um you know the um original uh lamp animation which i made um like in probably like a 90s yeah, or later. Yeah. yeah yeah that still holds up now because it still looks pretty so sharp yeah. I said Luxo Junior and my Amazon went did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing pretty well because it's, it's inanimate objects, smooth objects where because that's what we found about animation as well. The most difficult thing to get right in animation is hair and stuff, stuff like that and eyes and... Um, yeah, I mean, I would also say like, yeah, features and like skin and... Yeah, that's why toys, that's why I think... Looking back actually, for them to do a 3D animated film about, about toys was actually probably a genius move that like it's something you could do hmm. Because if, if they did an entire film about people at that time, because you, you look at films now, like some they got that new film, uh, Solar, coming out, I think, end of the year. And obviously, I do love that style because it is, it's very realistic looking, sort of like textures and tones, like like, like, like real looking skin blemishes. But the characters in the film still look like cartoon characters, which I love. I love the mixture of real and cartoon. Mm. If you tried doing that back then, it just wouldn't look right. It would, it would look bizarre. Because I remember like, that horrifying. Um, Baby animation where um uh, uh, was, it, uh, was it called like the toy box and all that like, the one before Toy Story as well. Uh, I think so. That baby was terrifying back, even back then. How it looks. Yeah, it's just the thing of like, you know, 
is it a case of no it was produced in its time and it's a time catch and again it's the thing of i still think you should make the original whenever you do something you should make the original still available oh yeah don't don't replace it just have it like so on disney plus i would be down with them being like look you know we're going to go back and re you know still use the same voice and that sort of thing and still keep the story the same but just like reanimate it no I, i'm all for that i think i think if you're doing, as long as you're respectful similar to how like yeah because now that they're doing that now fair, we're, we're currently in a generation of this all games gonna get remade and literally we make, we make everything i think from like the 90s and they're gonna yeah you know what i mean and mm. um yeah i think I, i'm all for it like as long as you don't replace your one they still have like an, as an option even like i said if you release the dvd of this new version have the old version as an option on, on another disc or something um yeah no I, I i'm all for that i think that's a pretty good, good idea to be honest why not you know make it look modern bring something back and you also you also guarantee the good film yeah that's everything pretty much yeah yeah no i, I think that's quite a good topic of discussion really um i think one last thing i want to mention, mention as well yeah because it's good me. i want them to stop paul ws ws anderson from making films why? What's he's, he's, he's bringing out Monster Hunter um, film now, yeah. And I've seen yeah. the screen grabs from it, and it looks awful. And he just has no respect for for games. He has no respect for filmmaking. He has a crap director. I just really <laughs> like everything about him. I mean, he did Resident Evil, didn't he? Yeah, they were crap. Well, I mean, the first one was pretty all right. He did he did Mortal Kombat, which is an awesome game. Awesome game. Awesome film. I mean, yes, it's that's what I meant to say. He did Mortal Kombat, which is an awesome film, and has. Maybe the best start to any film ever. I'm gonna say it now. Oh no, that is probably the best video, uh, video game film adaptation out there. But and like, he did Resident Evil, which I think the first one was like pretty good at. at no, that. See, like, it, I don't. No, see, here's the thing. Yeah, he, he was good at the start of 2000s. Like, I did. Um, he also made Any of Us Predator, which is awful. He um, he made um de- he made Death Race, which would have been done oh, better. Man. And like, Resident Evil, the first one was good. The western was shite. Um, yeah. Uh, he keeps casting uh, Mila Jovovich. She can't act in these films. For sh- <laughs> That's because it's his wife. I know, I know. But... Did they break up? No, I think it's together. Well, uh, she's, oh, no, she's, in, she's in this new film. <laughs> oh, fair. And, yeah. And I, I don't know if you ever played uh, Monster Hunter, George. Uh, no. He's got a very particular style and a very particular way of doing it. And he's, he's just for this film looks that you got, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. It's why when people are like this film has a good plot, they should make like The Last of Us. This film, this game had a good plot. They should make a film with it. Okay, why? You've already seen the plot. You've already seen it done to the best it can yeah, be. But then... Why do you need to do a Last of Us film adaptation that just follows the same plot of The Last of Us? Just replay Last of Us. Okay. Just doing a film adaptation version, it's never going to be as good, or it's just going to be the same thing over again. Uh, like George, sorry, that logic. Yeah, no, 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 I guess what you're saying. Yeah, but you know, you just said like, why, why, why do a film if we've got like, had a good game to play? Yeah. Well, then yeah. you're not saying logic. Why, why do a film? We've got a perfectly good book to read. Because a book is a different. Because a book isn't visual. Yeah, but it's still a different audience who who, who check them out. Like, yeah, my, but my totally parents don't play of... games or read books. They just watch films. <laughs> yeah, but there's totally. I know, but I just don't understand why people like The Last of Us had a great story. I want to see it done again, but probably slightly worse or the exact same. Like, I don't understand why people really want to see a Last of Us TV show. Just because the last of us is vaguely decent, I don't know. That's anyway. right. Um, yeah, no, I just want to mention that because that Monster film, um, I it looks awful, and um, yeah, it says it says Lucy base. Yeah, that word Lucy shouldn't even be there. It's just not even. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think that's maybe what was top four end on the rant there. Um, yeah, have you got any, uh, last thoughts, last things you want to say, George? Before we end. Uh, 
Um, no, I don't think so. I think we we had a nice discussion this oh, week. It was lovely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should just not include Alex <laughs> every week. Alex, that's not on me. I love you. Um... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or any thoughts you want us to discuss, please uh, shoot, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We love to know your to love, love, love know your thoughts, and also lo- lo- uh, love to speak to some people who want to listen to us some more. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and also we are very soon approaching our fiftieth episode, which hopefully we're going to try to say nice folks. I believe um, this currently is episode forty. I think we're on now forty six, forty seven. Some of that, isn't it? Not next weekend, the weekend after, I right? believe so, yeah, yeah. No, we've got, like, what, three? So this will be 46. Yeah. Yeah, and also after I fit, fit uh, do you want some more time as well? We're hopefully going to be doing some sort of, I can kind of say new ways of doing content and new content we might have for you, and we'll reveal that very soon, probably more towards the time of the 50th episode. Yeah, we're definitely, we're, for our 50th episode, we're basically, we want to do something kind of special. Um, you know, 50th is somewhat uh, a bit, uh, big anniversary so we're thinking of like fun stuff to do uh, and if you have any suggestions hit us up on on facebook yeah. or and, also, or and also and also mm. and also chris our 50th we're, we're trying to um we've, we thought like well we've, we've sort of like gone into this now we've done the fair few episodes we're going to try and yeah we're trying to improve we're using, ourselves it, further. Yeah. we're using it a to do something fun but also b to be like oh you know we, we've thought about doing this and this seems like a good time to to, to, to initiate it <laughs> to expand and initiate it like 50th seems like a good one to be like, ah, oh, we're going to go into this step. So hopefully we'll, you know, announce that at some point sooner as we sort of continue to play about. But if you do have any suggestions of what you want us to to mm. see or do or talk about or something for our fiftieth, um, please let us know. Yeah, because we're we're we've got some ideas, but we're always happy to always to try yeah. other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Where we wind. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Real Rewind, where you can tune into new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and Radio Public. Please follow Real Rewind on Facebook at The Real Rewind on Twitter and Real underscore Rewind on Instagram. See you soon.